0: Welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And in this episode, we are talking about the five apps we can't live without. So before we get to what our top five or apps are, Kyle, what have you been up to?
1: Uh so I am delving in a whole new area of side projecting now. actually i'm at the I'm laying the groundwork before I even start doing a side project within this area. but I've Ooh. just had to pick up programming again. And, oh yeah, fun <laughs> i'm uh, i saw, I self-taught myself years ago Python at the end of college just because that'd be fun to learn i I have my degrees in mechanical engineering, so you never learn any formal programming. And a couple of years ago, I taught myself Java, and then I forgot both of them. So I'm back to the basics, and I'm going to learn some Python. I don't know what I'm going to be using it for just yet, but I figure it's like a useful tool to have in my arsenal. Uh, Amberly has been volunteering at this thing called Open Austin. It's this, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's this. Uh, Consortium, actually, the word is it's a group of volunteer, volunteer hackers, aka coders, aka programmers, aka engineers, whatever, uh, that all get together and work on projects for the greater good using open data from the city of Austin, typically, if not the state of Texas, and usually they have incentives to either make the census coming up run better. Is a project that I've been hearing a lot about. Uh, to this one I saw while I was there, which was for making a searchable database to find out where the money comes from and campaign contributions for Texas Congress. So you can see if like, they're voting Ooh. for their constituents or they're voting for their fundraisers. So there's, uh. there's, there's a bunch of different things to do. But yeah, so I, I've been, I've been looking for more ways to volunteer lately. I've been, I've been like missing this. This has been this hole in my life since I quit everyday superhumans a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what I didn't really know what it was until recently. It's like I just miss like helping out this community. Like this community that I live in, the city of Austin, is the first city I've lived in that I'm happy to, to call home. And I've been doing nothing for it. I, I guess I work for the city, but I've been been doing nothing other than my job to help it out. And I want to like actually like, volunteer some time. So I've uh, I've been I've been relearning Python. I started lessons up last week. Found out that the book I was using is apparently not a good book, so I got a new lesson plan off of Udemy. Started that one up last night. Uh, the if anybody's interested, the lesson is called "Automate the Hard" or "Automate the Boring Stuff" using Python. It's a free ebook, but I learned better through demonstration, so mm-hmm. I bought the Udemy course for ten dollars. And okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's one more thing. Python been... three. What? Python
0: 3? Yeah, Python
1: 3. Okay. I'm adding this to the list. Okay.
0: All right. and then finally, I don't know Python. Everyone uses it at work, though.
1: <laughs> oh, really? It's a big yeah. thing. It's like apparently it's one of the easiest languages to learn. Mm-hmm. So it's like one thing I learned from like going to Java real briefly and then uh, Python, uh, the commands are so much easier in Python than they are in Java. And also, there's no issues of semicolons, which is a big issue with uh, Java. So Python, you just do a new line and it's done. No tabs
0: way. or no tab. Tabs are spaces. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's uh saying that I'll, I'll hear later on if I get more involved in this community. <laughs> 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 I'm aware of Silicon
0: Valley about that joke. So <laughs> we just had that argument uh, yesterday in the office about uh, someone uh, learning using uh, learning Python. Yeah. And the tab versus spaces debate came up. So
1: <laughs> so far, I'm not indenting anything because it's all basic stuff. It's just like, okay, new line, new line, new line. Okay. So I haven't gotten right. to loops yet, which would de- definitely be tabs or spaces. But when I get there, I might give an update. <laughs> <laughs> but I just know I know that joke from the TV show Silicon Valley. There's a whole thing oh, about yeah. tabs versus spaces. So that's how I know yeah. that joke. Uh, the other thing, too, is I just completed... so. I think I mentioned this on the show before. At the end of each day, I go through uh, a spreadsheet and rank myself for like different habits and goals I'm tracking on a scale yeah. of like, one to five. Uh, but I didn't like my old sheets, so I finished updating a new one today. Oh, man. So, <laughs> now it's going to be one through three. I heard a good argument for doing one through three, is I have one through five. Basically, okay. it's like you, you don't do it, slash you did something bad towards that goal. You're on track, which is a two or you did spectacular, which is a three. So I'm trying that out. So I rebuilt All a right. whole new spreadsheet, which I might eventually share with the community. It's 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 intensive to work with, and this is a new one. So it has a lot of bugs to work out. Plus the data metrics on my old one were kind of dumb. So this one's actually better. So <laughs> I, right. I decided to perfect that a bit. And now I feel better about my data management. <laughs> Maybe my first project. I just burped. Damn Topo Chico. Okay. Maybe my next projects with Python will be finding a way to analyze this data better. So we'll see. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. Uh, how
0: about you, Mark? Um, Let's see. What have I been up to? You know, I haven't been super <laughs> productive. <laughs> really? Uh yeah um so this we're just coming off the Thanksgiving week um and we had Cyber Monday this is the week after Thanksgiving doing recording so um there was uh just wrapping up the week traveling back home coming back um and then trying to get back into the habit of things mm-hmm. i think being out on Thanksgiving um i was able to Thankfully I was able to get uh, some prep work for some things like editing one of our episodes. I got the main edit done. So then it was just any cleanup and mm-hmm. mixing stuff that I was able to knock out uh, during the holiday. And then, so one thing that I've actually have been working on and it's actually been on my to-do list uh, for quite a while and that is a branding update for my, um, company or my, my publishing imprint, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, so oh, for yeah. quite a while. Yeah. I saw
1: that last night. So all of you guys listening to this episode, you probably saw it by now, the new logo, but it looks
0: very nice. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, it's, it's, so the logo, it looks like three bars, but it's, um, a mixture between, um, the, there's two bars, the, uh, beginning and end bar are for audio, uh, like a digital waveform, if you will. Uh, if you look at some of the styles with digital waveforms, they're represented in just vertical bars. Um, and then the middle one, um, has a little splash of color in it. That's a book. So, um, since it's my self-publishing imprint, so I'll be, uh, doing my own, uh, Uh, self-publishing for books Mm -hmm. but then also audiobooks and podcasts so it's all self-generated projects and maybe I will do a client here or there or something like that so um, I figured to get more ingrained in the self-publishing process because I'm writing my book now but I've had a couple uh, thoughts to do poetry books and then I want to compile a few short stories and publish those as well so I figured, why not get familiar with the publishing process overall? Mm. And so I'm prepping uh, one uh, short poetry chapbook right now to release. And I was like, you know, time to update your branding. Because I never actually had a logo for my business at all. I just threw up the name and oh, just really? an image to put Everywhere. Yeah. And I never had an actual logo or branding identity system. Uh, i I'd never defined the type to use, how it should be used. So I've kind of been going through some training uh, on that from a, a course that I'm, I bought, purchased and taking um, to just kind of tighten up my skills and give me a little bit more structure to the wild stuff I was already doing. So, um, yeah, I finally gave my business a logo and chose a type and did the lockup. I have my brand colors, um, so I'm brand- building yeah, my branding we guide. Out. This is yeah, why you were up and, late last night. Yeah, I was up to like, I, I didn't go to bed till like 3.30 a.m. delayed by now, um, we are recording on our work day. So. Yes. So, <laughs> Thankfully, I worked from home today. (laughs) Um, I got up at around 730. My alarm went off um, and I immediately went to get coffee. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I've been that's been the main project. I wanted to kind of get that aligned. And when it comes to branding, it's not just like your logo and whatever. It's kind of the image or what people take from what you're putting out there. But I at least wanted to have something uh, put together. So. Um, And it just improves my skills overall because I'm somewhat thinking about uh, moving into a design career. So why not put it to practice? Mm. Um, So that's what I've been mostly working on, just doing some training there, editing, um, and then trying to get back into the thick of things with Austin Podcasters. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I missed uh, Friday Playlist. I was having so much (laughs) fun. That it was like it was, uh, it was like weekend.
1: people are forgiving. Yeah, it was like sometime on
0: a Saturday, and I was like, "Ooh, I didn't publish the Friday playlist." <laughs> um. So, uh, so just getting back into the uh, thick of things, but um, right now, kind of a mini main project is to get all the branding and stuff aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just prepping to publish uh, a. Poetry chapbook in the early part of the year
1: 2020. Wow. All right. It's, sounds like you've done a lot of
0: good work. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been slow. I'm, I'm trying to take more action. Sometimes I get caught up in the tweak and perfection things and I never release. So last night I was like, screw it. Update your logos, update everything else, and you can just continuously update all your designs and everything else. Stop researching and just kind of take action. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Um, A little bit uh, long there, kind of find it, but uh, the brain's coming back together (laughs) after the little holiday. So why don't we get into the uh, main course meal, the main event of this episode and that is our five apps we can't live without mm-hmm. so let's start with you
1: all right quick question um, whenever you made these lists, do you rank yours at all
0: Ooh, or? i didn't rank them okay i made a i ranked yeah.
1: mine so i was playing going in reverse order of five okay. apps i cannot live out but no, these are it depends on like how you uh measure it i, I was mentioning my list based off of productivity stuff
0: Actually, so, I guess mine is ranked if the the ones that came to mind first is what I wrote down first. Okay. So, that's, that's, in a sense, okay. they're ranked. So, yeah. All right. Go let for me it. do some quick rearranging. La, <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. Oops. But yeah. I so, yeah. yeah so the to the listeners out there, we the
1: didn't actually tell each other what our what our uh, apps were. We're going to keep it a surprise. So there might be some intersection. <laughs> so, I, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm ready to go. I, okay.
0: Let's hear it. I
1: might change up the, the, the last two, uh, but I'm going to start with number five on my list. So I think that how we should do this is I should start with my number five. We go to your number five and then go down okay. the list that way. All right. Okay. So, yeah, We'll start with my number five, which is Google Calendar, which has been probably one of the most important apps since I left college and probably been just as important in college I've actually used it. But I didn't have a smartphone during then, so I never actually had a good point for it then. Mm-hmm. However, Google Calendar is where everything goes on to. I have so many calendars. I have, of course, you get the basics that happen with the flights. If you have like Gmail receives flight information, Super useful for that. Uh, I have different. I have a calendar for appointments, like doctor's appointments. I have an appointment for meetings, which is was more useful whenever I was in everyday superhumans territory, uh, not so much anymore. I have a calendar for events, which I will go through Facebook once a week and go through the events that I've been invited to or events I'm interested in and add them to my calendar. I might not go to them, but they're there anyways. And I also have probably the most important calendar is my bills and uh, <laughs> due dates calendar. So I have that as well. Uh, I also use it in a different way too than most people use Google Calendar. At least probably the majority of people. Maybe not the majority of people that listen to this podcast. But that is time blocking. I use Google Calendar to, t- to time block everything. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. always adhere to it, but it's there for if I need to use it. So, uh, and then an additional thing too, is I, this app I'm about to mention is not on my list, but it's integration with Google calendar has been super important for like the past year or two in my life. It is Tasker. I have the app Tasker, which I mentioned before, uh, wired to read my Google calendar. My time blocking one specifically. In my time blocking one, I could give it certain kind of keywords to look for. If it finds those words, my phone functions differently. So I have free, which is what it's on right now. Free or blank, which means that I could use everything on my phone. I have hashtag M, which is for messaging mode, which means I could only use my messaging applications, but I can't use social media or email during those times. I tend to turn it on like during the evening times. If I don't want it to like fall into like a social media hole. And I have hashtag busy, which puts my phone into do not disturb mode. And then also blocks all my messaging apps and all my distracting apps as well. And then I have hashtag sleep, which pretty much blocks everything but my reading apps. So I those things are super important. I I so all that's done through Google Calendar. And for that reason, I put Google Calendar as my number five. If if without Google Calendar, I'd forget everything. So uh, uh, as soon as something comes to me, I'll write down a Google Calendar. That's to go somewhere. If it has a date and a time, it's actually kind of foreshadowing to our next episode. But I'll put it on there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number five. How about
0: yours? My number five, (laughs) I put Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, you use it for a business purpose. Yes. So uh, I get the little escape here because it's not just for personal. Actually, it's for personal business and community management. So here's how Uh, for personal. Yes, I post personal stuff, but um, I follow um, two chunks of people that I follow on my personal are uh, cyclists because I desperately miss cycling uh, if it wasn't for my leg. Uh, But I follow cyclists uh, uh, for motivation and stuff like that. It's always great. Um, The next is our artists. So I follow a lot of lettering artists, uh, graphic designs and get lots of inspiration from them. So whenever I'm looking to try different techniques and things like that, uh, there's many people that I follow and kind of try to reproduce some of their work and learn new tech week techniques, so that I can personally improve. From a community perspective, I manage to also podcasters through there. Even though we have a Facebook group, ironically, I don't like Facebook, even though they own Instagram. <laughs> so I'm not in the Facebook community as much. I maybe happen there once, twice. The, to check things, make sure people aren't posting stuff. But I mostly interact with the podcast community on Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. resharing their yeah. uh, things, communicating on their posts. Um, I get actually a, a lot of communication, so messages and uh, things like that. People asking me questions and follow ups uh, through Instagram as well. So um, I use it for great for community management platform as well. And finding uh, new shows in Austin so that I can follow them. And then last from a business perspective, um, it's lax, but I've gotten back into it because, yes, I've done research uh, with uh, documenting Instagram profiles and how they use Instagram. And I've reached out to people who accounts I really like to see how they use that. And I kind of built a profile and to kind of identify how i want to use each of these accounts and things to share so for a business one it's now um it's uh any audio production studio specifically um which you don't find too much you have to filter through the music production Uh, okay yeah yeah i see music production (laughs) being way bigger yeah music production is way bigger um, there is a cross, but there, there are some differences. But So you have to cut through the music production crowd to get to the audio production groups. But I don't want to follow uh, audio drama uh, folks because I don't want follow podcasts from that account. Anyway, uh, so I use it to see what other publishers are doing and audio production studios are doing and to kind of reach out, share, promote or whatever uh, for the business account. Especially now that I've, I've been uh, changing my business strategy. So Instagram is my number five. I can't live without it. It's great for all the research and seeing uh, in in each area from book publishing and audio production to a community podcast and community management to the artist community it helps me keep engaged with those communities um, and have dialogue with people i'm following and learn from the things that they are sharing
1: oh well, this is why you couldn't complete the mobile monochrome um, challenge yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yes i can see it being really i can see it being on your list because that was the first challenge that was never seen through completion by some by one of us. So,
0: yeah, I straight yeah. noped out of that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. The, uh, yeah. So that's a really All good right. point. All right. I guess time to move on to my next one then. Number four. Number four is the thing I'm reading this list off of right now. Notion. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> your reaction makes me wonder if it's on your list by any chance, but we'll talk mm. about that later. So, Notion and I discovered uh, about two years ago, a year and a half ago, because I was looking for a really good digital note-keeping app since I quit Evernote years ago, and I could never find anything that really fit what I was looking for, and like even then, Evernote wasn't that good. It was just something. I used Microsoft OneNote, but Microsoft OneNote seemed way too rigid. Uh, Evernote had the nice thing of being simple, so I were forced to use a structure, but I, OneNote gives you like this illusion of flexibility without actually giving you any flexibility at all. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Notion was there all along and I had no idea about it. <laughs> For those of you who don't know about Notion, it's probably one of the... Well, it is the best Note app out there. It's cross-platform, even as a web app and all that stuff. It is yeah. a subscription base, but it's totally worth it if you're really to organizing your digital life somewhere. Yes. Notion was... Or Notion... For me, I used to organize, organize a bunch of personal things. As I was saying earlier about learning Python, I have an entire thing in here for all my Python notes. But I guess to like really explain how Notion works, is it say, hmm, how do you describe this? Notion is basically the most flexible folder system for notes out there. You could uh, put you could pages within pages. All the way down, if you want to. Each kind. Ca- it's
0: a Swiss Army knife. Oh. It is.
1: Uh, I have a. So you could do tables. You could do straight up. Uh, you do straight up just like plain sheets. You could do like a half and half. You could do calendars. There's so many different things in this. I have yet to fully explore all of its functionality. Because there's so many things to do with it. Yeah. But uh, for me, I personally use it for writing down notes during our challenges. I will. I have a note for whatever we're working on at the time, and I write notes during the time. Uh, and I also have my most used uh, note in here or page in here is a page for all the music I've listened to or all the albums I've listened to in the past year or since I started up the notes. I wow. realize I, I'm, a, I'm very passionate about discovering new music. So I created the spreadsheet about all these albums I've checked out and I rank them on a one through five scale. And then uh, I, I tried to find the genres. So it's like you could ta- you could create tables, which is what this is, and the mm-hmm. tables could have different data types that go into it, from tags to uh, numerical entry to single select tags. It's a power. It's a workhorse. It's ridiculous what this thing can do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing a horrible job at selling it because I don't know where to begin with this. <laughs> but yeah. it's
0: it's extremely flexible.
1: It's like, think about like Microsoft Office, but everything actually works together. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it is. So if you're like, I like Microsoft Office, but I want to work together and be on all my devices at once. Okay. So could yeah. Because you can put tables inside of documents, you can put documents inside of tables, everything can think could reference each other, you could create shortcuts to each thing. I actually, for any story idea I have, uh, so you could do a card view, like talk, not toggle, uh. What's that thing called? Trello. Like Trello. Trello. you use you could create a card view like Trello. And every time I create a new story idea that I want to at least explore, I create a timeline using that card view. And it puts everything in a visual space for me. I usually sort by year or events. And then yeah, I just it's ridiculous. I wish I could sell this better than I'm selling it right now. So. <laughs> but it is by far uh the most powerful note taking app I've ever used. And I would highly recommend it to anybody who wants a more flexibility with their notes all in one place. There is one complaint I have with Notion, which is why I've kind of gone back to Evernote a little bit, which is that there's no Quick Notes folder. Like, you can't default a Quick Notes folder. Oh, okay. That's the one complaint I have with it. Mm. So, usually, like I'll write something down in Evernote, and then I will bring it over to notion later mm, so that's my okay. one complaint with it that's the entire reason why i installed evernote on my phone recently because i'm like ah, i just need a quick notes app so yeah that's my number four
0: calls number four all right my number four is a app and it's relatively new for me but i have put it in the essentials folder on my phone and the app is called Simply Productive. I don't know how I found it. So it's a kind of a habit tracker, if you will. Um, not fancy or anything like that. Um, it, it's You can define a habit. So let's see here. Open this up. And um, I can look at my habits for all day. So my morning habit is like do morning exercises, read, and I can set a time limit to read for 30 minutes and and it'll do the countdown tracker or I can just mark that I did it or skip it. Um, And then to also make sure that I drink water, uh, a certain amount of water immediately in the morning. Then um, there's afternoon habits, make sure I'm drinking water, for example. Um, And then I have evening habits like read, writing my journal, Try to go to sleep by 11 p.m. That didn't work out last (laughs) night. Uh, (laughs) To reflect on my day. And typically that happens simultaneously when I'm writing in my journal. Um, Make sure I'm drinking water. Um, And then I have another section uh, just uh, anytime today. And that is write anything. Um, So there's a little Oats. I just marked something. It's yeah, just, I drank water. Have okay. you even
1: exist? I searched for it in Google and I found something. Oh, like, it's
0: an iPhone app, likely oh, is it
1: built into the iPhone.
0: No, it's a separate app that you can get from okay. the marketplace. Um, just called Productive. Uh, so
1: oh, it's called Productive. Yes, you said simply. So
0: <laughs> oh, I said simply. pretty No, just yeah. Okay. It's,
1: All right, that clears it up. All right, Productive <laughs> dash iOS is I can call this.
0: Yes. Um, and then it kind of gives you small little stats, and you can see uh, your streaks, how many days you've been perfect, how many habits you marked complete, how many uh, on average you get done per day. Um, and so it's just a small, like, simple little app. I like it, um, and I like getting the little reminders to make sure that I work out in the morning or that I read in the morning Um and I just tick them off throughout the day. Um, so it's super simple. And um, I wasn't even sure that I was going to keep it um, because there it, it is a subscription, I believe.
1: Nah. Well, Notion A subscription, yearly subscription. Oh, you said right. keep it. I'm oh, on the list. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah
0: um, but I ended up so just doing the year subscription. And I like it? it. I think it was 20 or 30 bucks. Unique. okay um but um of course anything you pay for is is um uh, the cost of entry is determined by uh your perceived worth of it mm-hmm. so um i'm not complaining i like it it's a nice little app um that i'm able to just uh and put things on and it and it's super simple. I wasn't thinking that I would actually like it, but I'm in this thing every single day just making sure that I'm marking off stuff um, and then you can track your particular habits to see okay, how often or how good am I actually at this particular habit mm-hmm. and and um, you can address it, change it um, or do whatever you need. Um, to kind of help that be a little bit more reflective, so I may add a few more things in here for other app habits I want to try to start um, and track, and uh, this app may be one of those that I use. So again, it's called Productive. Um, I think it's for iPhone only. I don't do not know if there's an Android app. And um, yeah, just like to know, there's
1: no Android app, but there are similar apps out there. It kind of reminds me of how you're describing it. Like the app Habit Bull, I Habit haven't pool. used it, but from the UI, it looks pretty similar. So okay, I'm gonna put that into the show notes for yeah. people that might be curious about that who are like me
0: on, <laughs> on Android. Yeah. So that's yeah. I forgot. I left all you Android folks behind. <laughs> I'm living the high life in Apple. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that's my number four. So let's jump to. Number
1: three. I will say I have no habit trackers on this list. I was about to put one on there, but I realized that I, although I think they're great apps to have, and I think that's a great thing to put on your your list. uh, There were, there were apps that are more important for my day to day life that I I do. Mm. I had to get out of the way. So okay, my next one is uh pretty similar to notion, but different. It is Google keep.
0: Ooh. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Google Keep, in my opinion, is the one of the best notes apps out there for disposable notes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a virtual sticky note, so to speak. You can uh, Google Keep is, I guess, uh, let me pull up mine to describe it a bit more. So it's like a collection of sticky notes online. That's the best description I have for it. I use it for things like grocery lists. Every morning, I have a weight log I put into it so I could see like what weights I... Not every morning. Every time I go to the gym, which is typically in the morning, I check my weight log on it, which you could put in anything too. I mean, maybe it could go in Evernote or Notion, but Google Keep just opens up so quickly. And I'm at the gym, I don't want to struggle by clicking through different things. So I have my weight log pinned at the very top of my list. So every time I open up... I could see why I lifted the last time, and if I should go up or not. And because of that, I think that Google Keep is one of the most important things in my life, especially because the grocery list function is the easiest thing you could do for a grocery list. You just quickly put one together. Since you're done, archive it, delete it. It's done. I also use Google Keep for also like quick to access and quick to search for documents. Like right now, I have a list for gift ideas for Christmas. <laughs> and I could easily search like gift ideas, and they'll pop up. I so it's it's been a really useful tool for most of the years of my smartphone life. So the past five years of my life.
0: That's a great pick.
1: And I, I thought that I was about to not put it on the list because it's too close to Notion. This is where my habit tracker Habitica was fighting for the spot. But in mm-hmm. the end, I was like, Google Keep has been more important to me. Over the past couple of years, than anything else, so not than anything else, we haven't gotten to the number one just yet. But <laughs> it's, it's it's only up there for like one of my most important apps. I I would say this is tied with my habit tracking app of choice, which is Habitica. Uh-huh. Uh Which Habitica is just puts your I t- I spoke about it before, so I'm not, not going to say too much about it. But it pretty much like gamifies your habit tracking. So you lose like you lose health points if you miss out on a habit, or you gain XP for completing a habit. So this is my this is my uh, primary pick though. Google Keep runner up third place is going to be Habitica, but yeah, Google Keep is not super important. Pretty sure it's in, it's no old new or it's I'm pretty sure it's old news to most Android users, but I figured I would let you guys know that I value it a lot and it's one of the best apps I have on my phone. Alright, on to you, Mark.
0: All right. My number three is Notion. Oh, okay. We're getting to your notion yeah. now. All right. I am a big notion user. I love it. Um though there is one aspect I, I don't use of Notion, but also because uh one aspect of that I uh I don't use one aspect of Notion, but uh, like Kyle mentioned for, uh, in his pick, um, it's a great notes app uh, allowing you to create pages and then add metadata to those pages for searching like tags um, and creating databases based off those tags to show the pages that, that contain particular information that you have. Uh, so I use it again for show notes. Uh, if I need to make any quick notes about something, um, then I use Notion for that. I use it to create kind of a database structure of any project that I'm running. So for my business, since I'm transitioning out of things that I used to do off on the side and uh, used to charge clients, now I'm going to be my own client. And on a rare case, maybe someone else will pop into the picture. Um, but so it's helping me put my business plan and everything, revenue and all of that structure together with, uh, within Notion, I have a whole section that encapsulates that. I have that for Awesome Podcasters Community, any workshops that I'm planning, anything like that. I'm building out pages and content. Um, I'm saving content for articles. And then it's got even better for use for me. In earlier episodes, I mentioned that I started using the Para Framework. Um, mm. in which you organize the content in a particular manner and the structure. And I redid the structure for almost everything that I'm using and your, a para stands for projects, areas, resources, and archive. So for projects will be things like this podcast, uh, Austin podcasters or, uh, my side business, Um, And then from there, I just drill down into whatever levels I need to have set. Areas are things um, in life I want to keep up, like writing, editing, health, travel. Um, So I have put specific pages in those areas for things I want to keep track of and do. So in areas for writing, for example, I have a writing database. So anytime I have a writing session, I put like, what I was writing, uh, what it's related to. Mm -hmm. I tag it. I date it. I note where I was when I wrote it, how many words, starting, ending, et cetera. And and then I have some formulas that kick in as well. Um, So I track that. I track my editing time. And then resources is my just quick uh, note area for things I want to look at. Uh, Future, right? So if I'm thinking about something, then I'll make a quick note about it. I'll share a link directly to the resources page. So when I share something, it just opens up Notion uh, directly and I just share it and I select resources, share directly there. And I come in and I look at it and it's like, oh, here's some links. Here's my second brain um, of information I want to learn. Maybe I want to turn this into a project. And so I convert that to a page under projects. So it's really great for me. I love it. Um, I love seeing, uh, love being able to use it to organize and prep everything Mm -hmm. uh, that I do before I move it on to something else. So um, I did recently because I use so much, I did subscribe to it to get more space, if you will. Mm -hmm. So it's great. I use it on my phone. I use it on the, the desktop app and I even use it for work. So I have a work account.
1: I used to have a work account, but then I got rid of that one. Yeah. And I use, we have a pretty good Microsoft office system at work
0: that I use now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I use it for work to do preps and take notes on everything. So, um, yeah, I love notion. Um, I'm always tweeting out whenever I find how to do a new formula calculation. Um, So it's a really great tool, flexible um, in its usage and yeah, uh, and and pair it with the framework that I'm using. uh, It's just so great. So that's my number three.
1: All right. Now we get into the exciting territory. Yeah. This was a really tough spot. I actually just changed the order right before you got back to me. Oh, really? Yeah. So my number two app that I cannot live without is Todoist. Okay, this was going to be my number one,
0: but now I changed my mind. Super curious about yeah. number one. So, yeah. Todoist.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Todoist is a really flexible task management system. Todoist is there's a free and paid version. I pay for it because I like all the paid features. Plus, I like them enough as a company to really support them. Things like thirty dollars a year. uh To-do list lets you divide your life up into different projects and different tasks. So I have on my to-do list, or my to-do list, not to-do list. I guess it's inside (laughs) of the to-do list. I have projects for my personal life, which are just typically just like uh, my chores around the house, reminders for myself, and so on. Then I also have a whole section just for my for my work. I have every task I need to do for every project on my to list, which right now is numbered up to three hundred and five tasks. Oh my god. I mean it's not, I mean, I there's actually a lot of things to do. So the thing with to do is that you can copy and paste different things. And I have a bunch of template tasks in there. That's what a lot of them are at this moment.
0: Okay. Are that.
1: So there's a lot of template tasks depending on like what project I'm working on. I copy and paste it. And then I'll change it up to fit that task I'm working on. I have one for I've a projects for this as well, for the productivity lab, and I have a few for a bunch of miscellaneous things I want to work on as well. Every new idea gets a project thing, and each of them, you could do sub-projects underneath it, so I have my main one for my office is just the name of where I work, and then beneath that, I have it divided up between the different kinds of projects, and then uh, where they fall into in those categories. The nice thing about Todoist is... If it's a really comprehensive system for organizing your task. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty much unlimited filter system we could use. Which a, you could filter by tags and you can put as many tags as you want in our projects. It's a paid feature, but totally worth the tags. That's how I did our our productivity ma- or our task matrix a couple episodes ago. I was using tags for on here. I uh, created a filter for that. Uh, I have I have different filters for just looking at my work stuff. Also, filters for just doing my personal stuff, so that way I can separate them easily whenever I get home or at the office. I'll be like, oh, God, I got to do like five things today at home. Wait, I'm here in the office, click on the work filter, done. <laughs> uh, it also has location, location-based reminders, which is fantastic. Uh, you can set to do recurring appointments as well. And the most important thing about Todoist, which I think is their biggest marketing strength is everything is a natural language so you could type in your task like i don't know pick up dog from or not see let's see uh something like take out trash you do take out trash every thursday and i'll read that every thursday as a command from there on out that every thursday from there on out it's going to repeat every single thursday to take the trash out until you delete the task it's super comprehensive. Uh, there's still new features I'm worrying about every single day that I have no idea existed. Like now they have a new sec- they have a new thing they could add sections to your projects instead of doing sub projects like I used to do. You could mm-hmm. do sections, which is great. Uh, you could use there's subtasks that are, could be nested forever, so you could do like subtask then subtask then subtask. You could uh, use. Todoist Doist in a way for a general reminder app like I do as well, where you just like set timed reminders. There's also what else is there? There's so many things to talk about. To Doist, uh, you could also integrate with your Google Calendar and then add tasks from Google Calendar into your To list. and you also view your To Doist calendar on Google Calendar to see like when everything is due. There is a small complaint I have with it. Which is they should have two options for dates. Right now, every date on it is a due date, and sometimes like my project might be due like months later, but I need yeah. to do it today to start going. So mm. I wish that they had the option to having a due date and a work on date, but they mm. don't have that just yet. Which is one feature I'm holding out for. But other than that, I I just create a subtask now. With the tag due date on it, and that's how I make my due dates. So I've found workarounds. Also, okay. to do is to get share with people as well. So if you're in a team, you could assign projects or you could assign tasks based on projects and people uh, to your team members, and so on. There's so many different things you could do with this thing. It's ridiculous. Everybody's setup is different. I I keep on experimenting with new steps every single day. I have way too many filters I work with I change around. It is by far the app I am most willing to pay for on an AL basis uh, and on this list so far. So,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is a great app. It's $30 a year. I love it. I highly recommend it to everybody. I, I've i heard that there's better apps than it on iOS only, but I can't mm-hmm. do that. Plus this is a cross platform app. You could, I can't install new apps on my work computer, but I could have my web browser open. So yeah. my web browser set to do to do list every day. And then I just kind of go through that task list. So he like writes something down on my phone after leaving a meeting. And when I get to my desk, it's on my web browser. There's a thing on iOS called OmniFocus, which I've been interested in. Yeah. But OmniFocus is iOS devices only, which would not work with me anyways, because I don't even have an iOS device. Mm-hmm. But the convenience of having a cross platform to do list is the best convenience I could pay for. Nice. Yeah. There's also priorities. You can set things up to those priorities one through four of how you, want to, how you want to set up. It is. I just started using priorities recently. I haven't used them until recently. But yeah, it is a great app. I recommend it to anybody who wants a good task manager out there.
0: Awesome. And yep. That's my number
1: two. What's yours, Mark?
0: My number two is Trello.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. We used to talk about that a lot, yeah. but I stopped using
0: it. Yes, yeah. so um, it's it's on the list. I this is the functionality that I do not use in Notion because in Notion you can create uh, Kanban boards, if you will, or, or you know the column list and yeah. move the little items uh, between. Um, I prefer to do that in uh, Notion, um, and so now with Notion, um, and I also pay for Notion. And, uh, disclaimer, I do work for the company. Right, that you're owns, saying notion. You are do that sorry, section? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> um, I pay for Trello and I do pay for notion too. <laughs> um, I pay for Trello. Um, uh, I use it primarily for my business and community management with Austin podcasters. Um, so I've been using Trello for years now. um, originally started using it for home projects. So to redo my kitchen or you the living room and all this stuff, I had a load of cards. Yes, I was that much of a nerd. So, <laughs> so
1: that's how your brain thinks.
0: That's how my brain thinks. Um, I love it. It's super simple to, to use. I have, uh, you create multiple little boards, um, and you could create cards. Uh, they bought one of the plugin, uh, vendors, Out and now it's uh, uh, native functionality and that plugin was called Butler and that provides automation so you can create I've heard of it before yeah yeah you can create uh buttons uh other automated uh, things within the issue so if I'm working on a task and I'm like okay this is this is all done and I got checklist on there I just hit the done button It marks all my checklists as complete. It sets the due date to today and the time to now. Marks that done. It adds a nice little done sticker on it. And it moves (laughs) it into the complete column. All right. That sounds pretty satisfying. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, So I use that to manage uh, my business. So. Combined with Notion, Notion starts the planning uh, idea, things that I'm doing there. And then when I want to move it into actionable tasks, uh, then uh, uh, like projects uh, that I'm managing, then it, then gets moved into a Trello board. So um, like my business brand design, I finally moved that card to the currently working <laughs> on uh, column. To do. And I also love it because other plugins uh, add things to my calendar um, and then I get little uh, the nice notifications. So it's a desktop app, web app and mobile app. Uh, I also use it to manage social media, whether it's my private or everything else. So all cards are social media posts and I tag them with the uh, account that needs to be um, it needs to be posted to. And I include all whatever the, the description or the, the text of the post is mm-hmm. going to say, all the hashtags, everything. And I have my little checklist that I go through all the stuff I need to prep my images. I need to prep this and that. And then I move everything that's ready into a ready column. And then I have a in progress column for things that I'm actively working on. And then I have an idea column or just a long list of potential uh, social media post ideas. And when I'm ready to work on it, I grab one, fill it out, set a due date, and it's all lined up. So I use uh, Trello. Uh, I have a social media board that I use uh, to organize all my posts. And that's what I use to post from my bus uh, ride into work every morning. So whenever I'm running out the door, I'm sitting on the bus, I load up Trello and I copy the text and I do all my a social media post on Twitter and or inst- uh, mostly Instagram as well. So uh, Trello for me has it's yeah, I love that little app um, manages all my project and social media posts. And it has a nice visual element that you can see and tag things with. So I not only do I use it for um side business stuff not not so much personal stuff anymore but just all side business and activity things i use it for but i also use it at work for my own personal <laughs> 101 improvement things yeah any projects i'm starting so this is one i use personally uh at home for side business and one that i use in my day-to-day so just like
1: my to-do a suggestion like yeah i use it for everything and every yeah. aspect of my life so yeah these so we that number two has been the one that I guess like the more closer we get to number one, the more integrated it is into our life. I'm looking at Trello yes. right now. You're convincing to log back into it for my first time in like two years. Uh, it doesn't look that much different, but it sounds like the functionality is way better. I, 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 I didn't really, I felt like the boards are too limiting on Trello, so that's why I didn't do uh-huh. it. I guess it's like how our brains think. I think more like a checklist way. You probably think in like a more visual way.
0: I'm very visual. So yes. I think
1: that's like, if you're a checklist person, to do is a good recommendation. If you are a visual person, Trello is a great recommendation. Yeah. So it sounds like,
0: all right. Yes. So our number ones.
1: All right. Number one app is not a productivity app. Ooh. Yeah. It is the most important app I've used since I got a smartphone. It's the app that basically made me reconsider how everything in my life works. That is my budgeting app. You need a budget, or you YNAB for short. You need a budget.
0: YNAB, yeah. yeah. YNAB okay.
1: is the most important app in my entire life, and I cannot stop raving about it. It is such a <laughs> great app. I can't even begin of how useful this thing is. So <laughs> YNAB has this whole thing about the method, which is the method yeah. is that everything, every dollar has a use. Yep. I'm trying to log into my YNAB right now to get like a good visual for me to talk, but I got my my authentication code. <laughs> Give so, every dollar a job. Yep, so every dollar has a job, which was a amazing thought for me to have when I first got into financial literacy. I mm-hmm. just thought that you had stuff in your bank account and you set aside money for your rent and your bills and that was it. Yeah. And then discovering the YNAB, which I discovered really early on in my career uh, outside of college, changed that whole thought to me. It was like, well, hey, so you might have this rent stuff, but you have all this money left over. What's it doing? Well, uh-huh. one way you could do it is you just spend the money if you want to. But when you start looking at like, all these different categories you have in YNAB, you have the, these different goals, you kind of get tempted to like save for different things. Like I... I would say that Wineab gave me a saving addiction. <laughs> like, Ooh, okay. I have I, I have a category just for saving up for Christmas and Thanksgiving flights because those get expensive, especially in that time of the year. So I I will put money aside each paycheck to go towards those categories. Like things like Notion and Wineab themselves, they both are subscription services. I'll put like two dollars aside each paycheck towards the services to gradually get there so that way whenever I get to the actual payday I don't need to like, scramble, scramble through my bank account just to figure out if I have enough money to even pay for the service I I have used app in every way possible that's ridiculous how useful this app is in my life I cannot stop talking about how good this is it sounds like I'm <laughs> paying for it but no I will freely advertise them until they either go under as a company or until I go under as a human I will they are the best thing I've ever learned or I've ever used it's a very simple less. it's not really it's a it's not a scary piece of software either because one thing that they kind of that will they'll tell people to do is like if you get overwhelmed by your budget do a fresh start we don't care what money you spent yesterday or a month ago or a year ago we just care about how much money you have in your account right now yes and that was the thing that Made me scared of budgeting apps before YNAB. I was like, "Oh, I gotta like really like know like how I'm spending things right now before I start up an app." No, YNAB's like, "Hey, if you're feeling overwhelmed with your current budget, just start over. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very relaxing way to budget, and I will not. Yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. I I will create new savings categories in YNAB just so we could have more things to save for. <laughs> so, like, I have it in a way that is a very personalized way of me doing it." You could do categories and the budgeting stuff for yourself. I have categories for essential bills. I have categories for subscription services. I have categories for essential spending, which mm-hmm. is stuff like grocery store and gas. And I have categories for unessential spending, which is like restaurants and bars. So I, I use it to track those things. I use it to make sure I only spend as much money on these things. And also one of my favorite things with YNAB, which is actually one reason why it's hard for me to get rid of it. Like my current, my current uh, budget and start a fresh start is that on YNAB it could show you how much your net worth grows with like all of your tracking. So not only is saving fun with it, but seeing your net worth grow with your savings makes you go, "Oh, I want to do this some more." So <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it has been the most influential app in my entire life. I have a shortcut on my phone using using a Nova Launcher. Or a gesture, not a shortcut, where I just tap it twice and it opens up my budget. And every time I sit down or every time I go someplace to eat or I go to the store, get my gas, mm-hmm. make a purchase online, I immediately log, a, I immediately log that transaction right then. Um, uh, yeah, it is the best app in my entire life. So that's my number one app I can't live without. And the reason why I'm putting this in a productivity podcast is that you could always save money for projects.
0: <laughs> true. Yep. Yes. So, yeah, what's your number one, Mark? Ooh, okay. I like your. I, anytime you talk about money, finances, <laughs> economics, <laughs> I love it. Money book. Yeah, I love it. Okay. My number one uh, <laughs> is the calendar app. Oh. Or <laughs> fantastical, to be specific. And that's because I can't put my notebook as an app, <laughs> it's not an app. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Because so
0: as we know, Mark writes everything down, and I just opened a – I had to create a new notebook, notebook to do my – to make all my notes, and I'm showing Kyle here. Oh, no, you can't see No, it. I can't. You can't here, see it. Mike has this, like, this
1: false background on, on, yeah, on, his, on his Zoom. So it's it's like, my, it looks like he's in space,
0: and his notebook's yeah, also in space. Yeah, I'm going to see it. Um, I'll, share, I'll share a picture. Of my December page. Um, it's not that fancy. But I like to draw. So because I can't enter physical things. As apps. Uh, the calendar. Fantastical. Uh, fantastical calendar app. Specifically. Is not only number one. But just the concept of the calendar mm-hmm. app. I said this in a previous episode. If it's not on my calendar. I go crazy. Or I won't do it. Or I won't get done. So I live by the calendar and I time that's that's the best way that I can do things. So as much as uh, I want to write everything else, put it on boards or whatever, if I don't time block it on my calendar, then it's not going to get done. Mm. Um, so it's so,
1: somewhere like you and I.
0: Yes. so I do uh, weekly uh, I do monthly, weekly quarterly uh, yearly planning. but every week I like to sit down. And look at my calendar, and then I look at my top three projects, uh, which is Project Dollar, um, mm-hmm. which needs some love, uh, TPL, this podcast, and Austin Podcasters. And then I say, what do I need to get done for these three? And uh, I slot them in, start tasks that I need to get done on my calendar for those particular days, appointments. Um, anything that I put in Trello when I add a due date, mm-hmm. uh, in there it's on my calendar. Um, I can I can see when that task is due on my calendar. Um, so that's I mean that's how I'm able to run things. Even at work, um, I do block my time off for Same. particular things uh, to make sure that I'm uh, focused on that particular project. Um, Make sure that um, I'm knocking out the most important tasks of the day. I just completely block it on my calendar. So without the calendar app or, you know, um, I can't live, I can't live without it. So if, if it's not on a phone, it has to be in my notebook uh, for Mm -hmm. my, my daily task book. I have to write I have to create a calendar and a weekly calendar in a notebook or use the app. So whatever I put in the calendar app does get written to the notebook or whatever I write in the notebook does get mm-hmm. written to the calendar app. So they are linked, even right. though they are uh, uh, they're metaphorically linked or whatever the terminology you want to use. They're one and the same. They're one and the <laughs> so same. So. Yeah. so that's my number one app is the calendar. And I specifically love Uh, Fantastical it's Mm -hmm. again an Apple Mac calendar uh, app uh, for your uh, Apple products so um, if you don't if you have Android it will be Google Calendar Um, that's really what it feeds from is Google Calendar Uh, but I I like the extra functionality that the Fantastical app provides so uh, that's my number one yeah. Well, I guess we did it. Our first non
1: challenge episode. I guess that other than the book review.
0: <laughs> yes, other than which, the uh yeah, book review. Which
1: speaking of which book review, we are reviewing a book in the next episode. Getting things done. The the productivity classic getting things done. Yes. And I I could see why people like it, but I have thoughts. <laughs> so we'll get to
0: it later. Do you want to hint? It's a tough read for me personally, <laughs> um, which which is code for I have to finish the book uh, this weekend and make all my notes.
1: <laughs> Same. But <laughs> 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 well, yeah, it is. A, it's, it has a lot of good nuggets in it, it and does. we'll get to those nuggets next w- episode, and we'll Indeed. let you know if you should read it or not. I think we've given you some hints already. <laughs> so, yes. Yep. So yeah, well, with uh, further ado, you could find us the Productivity Lab on the internet at theproductivitylab or tpl.show. Follow us on Twitter at product uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Productive Lab, that is product Productive Lab, and where people can yeah, I cannot speak all of a sudden. And
0: where can people follow you, Mark? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ask Markio. E askmark.io. And if you want to read my uh, blog that I'm not even updating at the moment, it is askmark.io. And where can they find you, Kyle? You can
1: find me on Twitter and Instagram at kylesq 9 The Q9 is a remnant from my old website, quadrant9.net, which is now just some defunct WordPress blog. (laughs) It's (laughs) Uh, that you can follow me at kyle sq9 i've been tweeting a lot more i've made an effort to engage with twitter more often now i'm not so mad at it anymore so (laughs) i'm trying to use twitter the way they use instagram as a plan but we'll see all right Uh, yeah so you can follow us there and always remember stay productive
0: This episode, we are talking about the five apps we can't live without. Minus Toggle, so
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Toggle, if you want to advertise this episode, this is actually the best time to do it because we could talk to you in the ad breaks. <laughs>
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Toggle is absolutely one of the apps that we cannot put on our list because we both. Or it's use the it.
1: only app we can't put on our list this time? <laughs> because we talk about every episode absolutely <laughs> yeah.
0: um we should just rename it the toggle podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> toggle, please
1: sponsor us please
0: <laughs> please